So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica, and we are so excited, like really excited that you're here to listen to our podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feedback, critiques, criticisms, praise, feel free to find us online at sowemetonline.com. Hi, Chris. Hi, Erica. (laughs) Today, I have three questions from clients that I would like to talk about. We'll talk about their questions, my answers, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. Love it. Let's do it. First one is from a client who is 72 years old, male client. He wrote to me and said, I spent the last 10 days in a daily dialogue with a 69-year-old woman who had one blurred picture on Match.com that seems attractive enough. (laughs) We had a great conversation going, but then I convinced her to post more and better photos, and she did. She's not very attractive to me after all. So now I'm trying to find a way to let her down softly. She meant well, but in the end, she isn't what the first photo led me to believe she would be like. Okay, so that's the question. Mm -hmm. I wrote first, oh, darn, because I talk like a grandmother. (laughs) Oh, darn it. Oh, darn. That's disappointing. So no interest in having a phone call or anything further with her. If not, I'm happy to help with some language to let her down gently. And he wrote, thank you for offering to help let the woman down softly, but I think I will just slowly take longer to get back to her with shorter messages. I think she will eventually realize it is not happening. At least I hope this is best. No, it's not. (laughs) Correct. But but what did you say? Well, I was going to ask what you were going to say first. Well, I, I would say, no, it's not. Okay. I, I have two, I have three things now because I didn't expect him to say that, but I have three things to say. I didn't on either. This. Okay. So here's what I said. I'm glad you told me your plan because in no uncertain terms, this is not best. <laughs> the best thing is to be honest and tactful saying that you don't think you're a match and wish her the best. It's the mature, kind thing to do. I know the rationale for the slow fade is to spare her feelings, but it actually does the opposite. Good luck. Yeah, let's be very clear on this. The number one thing to do always, no matter what, is to be honest. And if you are not feeling it or if you want to break up with somebody, it doesn't matter if you've only been on one date after two weeks or if you've been together for two years or like to me, I don't really care what the scenario is. The best thing to do, no matter what, is as soon as you're feeling that it's not going to continue to work out is to say it, to tell them, be honest, be upfront. Now, how tactful you are with that language is another conversation, but under no circumstance do you drag it out, ignore it, hope that they get the clue hope that it goes away. It just is not appropriate or kind. So just say it's not working out or I'm not feeling this. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I don't think that you have to give specifics either. Correct. Depending upon how long you've been together. Mm -hmm. But 
even if you've been together for a long period of time and you you should have a little bit more of a conversation, you can still say, I'm just not feeling this anymore. I think we need to break up. And then maybe have the conversation on on the different reasons, but you can't just be wishy-washy about this stuff. You've got to be honest. Yeah, I found it so interesting. I mean, he basically gave the definition, if there were a definition, of the slow fade. When he phrased it like that, I will write shorter answers. I will wait longer. I almost giggled, not giggled, obviously, but I almost laughed a little like he wrote it out exactly what I would tell you not to do. Here's my game plan. I'm going to slowly start to uh, ignore her and I'm going to eventually just stop messaging her. I'm going to completely change as a person in terms of communication patterns today and completely demolish that. And eventually she's going to get the idea. Right. Here's the thing. People don't quote, get it. Unless you explicitly say kindly that you won't be communicating anymore, people will not just get it. Honestly, it sounds way more exhausting to play that silly game than to just say, I just think we're not a match. Best of luck. The end. Take out all of the confusion and all the uncertainty because they're going to come up with their own scenario in their head. And sometimes it's not going to be what you think it is. They could go as far as thinking, oh, he's having some type of issue. Oh, he's sick. Oh, right. He's uh, having a mental breakdown. Oh, he needs more help. Oh, I need to be more active. Oh, it's on me. I need to do. There's a thousand different scenarios that they're going to have in their mind. And none of them is going to be, oh, he's just not interested anymore. Correct. People believe what they want to believe. Especially if they like you. I mean, he said he's been talking to her every day for a week. It's just mean to pull back like that. It happens. Okay, he realized he's not attracted. Oh, well. Yeah, and that was going to be the other thing I was just going to kind of touch on, which is Mm -hmm. if you feel as if you are having good conversations and you're enjoying that time with her, but you're not finding her attractive... Then I'm also going to ask you, and I realize this is very hard for a lot of people, but look, looks fade over time. You need to meet somebody who you can actually genuinely have a conversation with and get along with. That is your number one priority. Obviously, we all are physical. We do put a lot of emphasis on people's looks. But if you really just want to have a good relationship, then maybe give her a chance because you're already having a good connection and let the yeah, looks but, thing go away. But there has to be some attraction some at the level, beginning. Sure. Some, some level. Yes. But again, I'm just saying this as a sense of an alternative to you're just not attracted. So you're going to move on. If you've already had conversations for every day for a week and you've found something in there that you were interested in, then maybe there's something else to explore. I mean, that's why I asked him if he was positive first. But I will say, I mean, we all kind of know that men are pretty binary. You know, zero, not attracted to you, wouldn't sleep with you. One, attracted to you, would. It's only if you're a one that men want to get to know you more. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's how men work. Yeah, it's it's very much. Although I have a three-level scale, more or less, (laughs) which is, you know, we'll say zero, yeah, I'm not attracted to you. I don't want anything to do with you. One, I want to sleep with you. And two, 
I want to have a relationship with you. And I know we've talked about this before, like, why aren't those one in the same? But they aren't. There's a certain level of, you know, I'll just sleep with you versus I actually want to invest my time and energy and have a relationship with you. And so I think there's that three scale. Oh, you know, in I, there. I agree. I just always considered those both part of one. So one has two branches. Yep. The just physical or I want to get to know you. There's plenty of guys out there who are going to say, hey, you just want to have sex. Great. Uh, there's no effort in that. But then the right. moment you say you want to have or put a little bit more effort into the relationship, you know, that's another scale. But you still have to cross that threshold of yep. attraction. Totally. Well, okay. you know what? Uh, oh, God. You, you, you say this. With anyone. And, I don't want to know. No, I'm not saying myself, but I would say <laughs> that there are plenty of guys out there that would sleep with people whether they're attracted to them or not. So I am going to move on. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Next question. This is from a client who is 63, female client. She lives in the Midwest. She says, eHarmony seems to be the same as match. Lots of fishing, which she put in quotes, and very few replies back. I think it's dog days of summer, and many are not focused on dating. They're focused on enjoying summer. Maybe things will pick back up in September. And she goes on to say, that doesn't mean that I'll stop trying or responding. But so far, you and I are doing the lion's share of the work here with minimal effort on the part of men. In your perspective, is this a seasonality challenge overlaid by complexities of a pandemic? Or is this just men in general? Do you have anything to say before I share my response? When was this question asked? Two weeks ago. We've talked about this in another episode. And I think there is something in here that deals with the coronavirus, the pandemic, you know, isolation, also even keeping options open. If I'm not going to be meeting people in person, then I can really just talk to anybody I want to talk to and just see who I enjoy talking with the most and enjoy those conversations without really putting much effort on finding somebody to settle down with or date. And yes, definitely the summertime opens that up. I think you know more than I do the stats in terms of the times at which people tend to date more, yeah. right? Like Christmas time, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, I think is the time where most people break up. I don't know. I don't attribute any of this to summer. I think if someone wants to write to you or respond to you, they will. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. I believe she was rationalizing by placing the blame on summer. And I love this client, don't get me wrong, but I do believe there was a lack of accountability there. So here's what I said. To answer your question, most people's success, men and women, comes in the form of who you write to, not who writes to you. So it will continue to be like that with you or I doing most of the outreach. I'm sure summer plays a role, but I also want to manage expectations. All of my female clients in their 50s and 60s do most of the outreach because sadly, men often have their search parameters set differently. You're still getting a good response though, and it's a numbers game, so keep it up. I think you nailed it, which is you will communicate with the person you want to communicate with. 
for whatever Correct. reason. If you want to go back to the physical piece of it, I'm attracted to you, so I want to talk to you. Or if you go to the profile, there's something in your profile that I found interesting, or we just seem to have you know good chemistry. But again, we've talked before. Guys tend to just swipe, 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 gather up a library of matches, and then they do end up talking to the people who appear to be more proactive. Like if I got a message from somebody, I'm probably going to reply. Well, if I got a message from somebody, I'm first going to then go back and double check if I want to talk to this person because remember, I'm just swiping right for everyone. And then if I do, then I'm responding. But I think your point is still valid. If I'm interested in the person, I'm going to talk to them. If I don't talk to them, most likely I'm genuinely just not interested in it. Right. So here's how she responded to me, and I appreciated this. She said, that's really great coaching feedback. Thanks. It somewhat reminds me of a quote I kept in front of me when job hunting. If your ship doesn't come in, swim out to it. And I really appreciated that. It's kind of true. And it was interesting. She asked me the other day, because she does get messages back sometimes from men saying, you know, thanks for your thoughtful message. We're not a match. Best of luck. Mm -hmm. She's like, should I ask them for feedback? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. They will not be honest. Right. And 99.9% of the time, it comes down to attraction. So she will get nothing out of asking. Right. But it was important to me to manage expectations for her because I didn't want to put it all on summer because things might not come back, you know, in September. It's a personal thing, too. We're all an acquired taste. Some people are going to be attracted to us and some are not. And I can't sugarcoat the fact that for women who are in their 60s, like she is, unfortunately, When I said men set their parameters differently, unfortunately, a lot of men think they want somebody younger. And so if she doesn't do the outreach, that person may very well never find her because his parameters are set to something else. When we come back, I have a question from somebody about dating in COVID, but it's actually a broader question than that. And similar to this, I think she's putting a lot of weight into COVID and not the actual problem. Sounds good. Hey, everyone. If you like what you hear as much as we like creating it, we would love for you to review our podcast. That way, more people can hear about it. How do you do that? If you're using an iPhone, go to your app, your podcast app that's purple, and click on search. Type in So We Met Online, and you'll see the So We Met Online logo. Then click on that, scroll down to where it says Ratings and Reviews, and that's where you can either give us five stars, or you can write a review and submit that. Thank you so much for being our loyal listeners. Okay, we're back. Here is the next question. This is from a younger woman. I don't know how old she is. I would say probably late 20s, early 30s. I'm diving into the COVID era of online dating and wanted to get your professional take on ghosters or breadcrumbers during COVID. I'm going to pause here for a second and define. I think everyone knows ghosting right now, but breadcrumbing, again, really dumb, cutesy word for bad behavior, but it's basically someone doesn't give you the time of day, but every once in a while they throw you a breadcrumb to make you think they're still interested. Okay. Then she goes on to say, couldn't, is no, it I'm okay? Sorry. I, I'm yes. sorry. Couldn't we just call that leading you on? Correct. Okay. 
Again, I hate these silly words because I think they make light of really bad behavior. Yes. I wish ghosting was called the cowardly act of ignoring somebody because you can't control your own communications and feelings. Like, you know, I hate these stupid, you know, zombieing. Why don't we just call that somebody who's poking around your social media because they don't have the courage to actually talk to you, but they still want to see what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Okay. I agree with all that. Anyways, side note, go on. Okay, she continues. Is it okay to give men I would normally cut off when they fail to follow up or lock down plans an extra pass given what's going on right now? Long story short, went on a great masked first date two weeks ago, first in-person date since COVID, and genuinely fun, natural, deep conversation. Made it clear I was interested in seeing him again. He responded in kind. We discussed tentative plans. Then nada. Last message I received was about how he was stuck working on a Sunday. She goes on to say, conventional wisdom says regardless of everything, if he left feeling equally strongly, he would make it happen. But part of me stubbornly wants to resist that wisdom, partially because I've had countless uninspired first dates over my six years of singledom in this city, and partially because my emotional energy bandwidth for new dates is limited right now. I recognize that it ultimately comes down to how comfortable I am making myself vulnerable by following up again. But being the overanalyzer I am, wondered if you have any advice based on your client's experiences during this time. First of all, she's a very good writer. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts before I share? No, I I want to hear what you have to say on this one. I said, I know what you want to hear, but unfortunately, I agree with your gut. If he wanted to see you again, He'd ask or tell you he's tied up but wants to make plans when he can. Men are pretty simple when it comes down to it. Does that mean you shouldn't reach out again? That's up to you. And you might get another date out of it. But do expect that it'll happen again. Unless you explicitly say, if you want to do this again, I'd love for you to ask me. I know that's easier said than done. I know how hard it is to make a real connection. So I get the hesitation in forgetting about it just yet. Or you can just be honest. Hey, I really enjoyed meeting you and was looking forward to doing it again. Just wanted to see if we're on the same page. Nothing wrong with being vulnerable. Will you have anxiety until he replies? Yes. (laughs) But will you get your answer either way? Also, yes. Despite COVID, I would hold your standards of communication. If anything, people are more tied to their phones these days. So... You know, will you get your answer one way or the other? I mean, I guess in theory, yes, because will you get a reply? That's another question, right? Because the individual may just not respond. Right. But I liked my second piece of advice better than my first, which is just to be honest. I had a great time. Was looking forward to doing it again. Want to hear your thoughts. Should she have to do that? No, but I wanted her to do that for her own sake because I didn't want her saying, what if, should I have reached out? Maybe we could have seen each other again if I, if I reached out. Yeah. You know, I have more to this. I mean, I know what happened. So, oh, well, but what happened? Continue. I no, gonna, okay. I, want, I want to hear your thoughts. So I was actually recollecting a story of my own and I've had several women in my past who have 
you know, been proactive, have reached back out to me and, and have said, I'd really like to see you again, or, you know, are you interested in doing this again? Or, you know, you just ask if you are open to mm-hmm. it. I've had that happen to me. And I'm trying to remember what I was feeling. But my gut here is that I was feeling, and again, this is me personally, I was feeling as if that felt strong or too aggressive or needy or or some of these other feelings, and then that actually pushed me away. Again, I can't totally remember the exact situation or the time. I'm just trying to go through the process of talking through it. But I do know that sometimes guys will interpret that action as, oh, this person is desperate or needy or I'm not interested in that. So no. So is it, or so does that become really a turnoff? Confident. Like good for her, her for expressing how she feels. Because I will say sometimes if a guy can't read the woman and thinks she might very well say no to a second date, he won't ask. And so if you're clarifying that you like the person, that could also be seen as confident. I think you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different responses. But like I said to her, given that he didn't ask her out again, and it, it may take her pushing, that's why I said to her, expect this to happen again. Because if that's his behavior after one date, It will also be after two dates. Again, I'm all about managing expectations. I give very realistic advice and don't give people advice that they want to hear. So do you want to hear what happened? Yes. She said, I ended up reaching back out using your suggested language. So what I just said to you, like I enjoyed myself just wondering if we're on the same page. And then she said, figured I have nothing to lose and have a couple virtual dates coming up. So not feeling hung up on him. And he responded, and now they were going on a date last weekend. And then she says, I'll let you know if it's worth reporting on. Okay, so she wrote to me and said, date number two was a lot of fun, and he immediately asked for a third date afterwards, but had to cancel our dinner plans yesterday due to a work emergency. I'm trying to balance the desire to see him again, before personal travel next weekend, with holding him to a higher standard, as in actually making dinner if he says he intends to do so, and countered last night's offer to get together at 2 p.m. Saturday with a cute response about how he still owes me dinner. No response yet. Am I being unreasonable? I recognize that he has a crazy work schedule and we're all struggling to balance work, family, personal needs. But I refuse to convey that I'm willing to be an afterthought. I think I already know that the answer is if he doesn't step up, I got to move on. But I'm currently experiencing Texter's remorse. And yes, I know I put myself in this situation by being the one to reach out again in the first place. But damn, if I don't have so much fun when I'm with him. So I replied back. Did he ever reply to your cute text? And I sent this a few days later, maybe four days later. I hope yes, of course, and no, you're not unreasonable at all. You can pretend like a friend is sharing with you. What would you tell her? That he needs to reply faster. This is what I have a lot of people do. Replace it. If someone is telling you the exact same thing that you're asking me, what would you tell to your friend? And I think it's pretty clear that she would say to her friend, 
he's either just not that into you or he's bad at texting or something like that. Yeah, the one thing that came to mind, and she sort of touched on it, which is you don't also want to force something that's just not there. And you could go through this process of basically begging for a date over and over and over. and, And maybe he says yes, just to appease you or something. But at the end of the day, is there substance there? Or is it just, I'm going to keep begging you and hounding you for a date? Do you really want to go through that process with somebody? And I would think the answer is no. So unless somebody is legitimately responding and engaging and interested, as we've talked about before, if they're interested, they're going to text you. They're going to ask. They're going to set it up. If they're not, they're going to be very wishy-washy. You're not going to get the response you, you are looking for. And ultimately, you've got to decide, is this something worth pursuing? I couldn't have said that better myself. Look, I always want to be wrong when I predict something, but I did predict that this would happen again. And lo and behold, it's happening again. I understand where she's coming from because it is really hard to find that great of a connection. You know, when you have it, you don't want to let it go. And unfortunately, and she's grappling with this, do you lower the standards of communication because you have such a great connection or do you keep seeking and possibly going through a lot of bad dates to find that connection with someone else who does give you the time of day? My prediction is that they never see each other again. Again, I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong. But from everything she's told me, it sounds like he's just not that into her, which is really unfortunate because I know we've talked about before how one person could feel the chemistry, but the other may not feel the same in her mind. And I have no doubt that it was all real. She had a great connection with this guy. We have no idea what's going on in his mind. That's exactly it. A few days later, she wrote to me, and this is the end of the story. She wrote, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) The answer is dot, dot, dot. Always trust your intuition. The guy confirmed for 6 p.m. Saturday. I followed up two hours prior to make sure we were on, and I literally never heard from him. Definitely resolved any lingering doubts about whether he was worth the time and mental energy. What is that expression when someone shows you their true colors? What is it? They're a zebra. Yes, they're a zebra. (laughs) I've told you the story. I went in for a final kiss. She kissed me back. And I was like, this is going great. I mean, she even kissed me. When I got home, I got the message saying, you know, I'm just not feeling this. And I'm like, wow, I completely read that wrong. But I was also in tune enough with myself to be able to retrospectively look at that and say, oh, yeah, maybe I forced that or maybe I didn't read that or whatever the case might be. But yeah, we do. We fall into those traps, especially when we're on a date. We find the attraction. We're seeing some chemistry. We might be lonely. We might have other things that are starting to play out in our mind. All of those things are going to impact how we perceive the date to be. And at the end of the day, it has to go both ways. Absolutely. And even if she never sees this guy again, I'm going to encourage her not to disregard the fact that it was a great date for her because it was still a great date. Even if he didn't feel the same way, that's a feeling that she deserves and should have with somebody. And so I don't want his lack of feelings, if that's the case, to discount. It was still a great date. Yep. And with that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 